0: does the will of God will abide forever. Somebody say with me, this is the best day, this the best day. day of my, life, of my life. life. When we say we're blessed, it means life cannot conquer us. In life, you will deal with issues in your mind, in your heart, in your body, The enemy comes and he tries to attack us on every facet of life. He wants to affect your heart. He wants to make you believe that nobody loves you. He wants you to believe that God really don't exist. Or he wants you to believe that God exists, but he don't care about you. This is one of the tricks that Satan uses. He wants you to not have hope. He wants you to look at your situation. And by your situation, allow it to dictate who you are now and who you'll be in your future. And it's so important for us to know the word of God because as I preach it and I teach it and I give it, if it doesn't reflect God's character, or it's not consistent with the Word of God, then it's not God. We can use that in every part of our life. Men, women try to come along and they want to get to know you, want to have a relationship, whether it be intimate or not, friends. If it doesn't reflect God's character and it's not consistent with His Word, it's very important to truly Distance yourself from those things, because the stuff in the world. The Bible tells us, Matthew six thirty three, to seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all those things will be added to you. But it will be the right stuff because you have aligned yourself with the Word of God. You have not aligned yourself with the world, expecting things of God to come true to you. But you recognize that in order for me to decide. And be able to separate what's truly for me, whether it be anything from an automobile, a house, a job, just life itself. You must say it must line up with God's character, who God is, and who the word of God says that I am. The word of God will tell you who you are, who you should be in Christ. For the Bible tells us in some of that it says, marvelous are thy works. He has made us. His works that he's done, when he made us, he said it was marvelous. It's social media, it's Facebook, it's our friends, it's our so-called loved ones that tell us things about us that cause us to see ourselves in a different light. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody long enough that they're no good, at some point, either they'll believe you, or they'll have to get away from you. But if you consistently, repetitively, tell somebody something, it gets into their subconscious. And even when you don't want it to come out, it will fly out before your very eyes, even when you're praying sometimes. You'll be praying to God sometimes, and you'll be like, why did I just think about cooking why did I just think about him, or prayer? Why did I just think? And I'm like, I'm trying to pray. Because this is the subconscious. So now one of my prayers that I do is I pray that God will deliver, that God will take subconscious of folk, and that he will totally cleanse that subconscious. Because the word of God says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. You see, you need to pray this daily. Whatever it is that's trying to take over me. Whatever it is that's trying to pollute my mind and my heart, I must go before the Lord and I must pray God today, every day. Because Paul said, lay those sins, those weights of sins, to the side so he's to beset you. So every day I'm going before the Lord. I'm not getting cocky because we're getting ready to talk about my title today, Pride of Life. All right. I'm not getting cocky thinking that I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm not getting arrogant and thinking that it's all about me. I'm not getting caught up because I roll in in a Mercedes or a BMW or something of status according to the world and believe that now I'm doing something. I'm going to give you scripture today that will also show you that what a man possesses will never define who he truly is. And that's in the book of Luke. What you possess, the Bible talks about this over and over about riches should not define a man. If anything, riches, if you're not careful, will take you to hell. Because everything else about getting that money, about wealth. And it's a word today that I'm going to throw at you that I'm going to take time and define it. That we sometimes in life have what we call a vulgar wealth, opinion, attitude. It's wealth that we put in people's faces to make them think we're all that it's folk running around and without their wealth, without their money. And it's some that could be sitting here today. It's not about being a millionaire. It's about not having the right attitude about what you have, the pride of life. You could be sitting somewhere in a $30,000 house and still have pride of life. It's not about your social status by your wealth, by what's in your bank account or what is on your W-2, but it's truly about your mind and your heart and your attitude. And my job here is to develop... Anybody want to know what my vision is for this ministry? is to develop and empower people of God that you will go into the community, that you will go into your homes, that you would start with your children first and tell them about a man named Jesus, about a man named Jesus that can save your life, first of all. Yes. It ain't about stuff, but it, it's about a man named Jesus that went to Calvary. Yes. You see, I get excited when I, I, I think and talk about Jesus because he means so much to me in my life. Yes. But it's about a man named Jesus. Where yes. Yes. the power and authority is in his name. Yes. And he can change your life today.
1: Yes.
0: He can change the community. Yes. He can change presidents. What? He can change the government. What? He can change that which man with man is impossible. He can Do that which is impossible. He can take a body that is wrapped with cancer and he can blow on it and cancer is gone. He can take a troubled child, a troubled individual and clean them up with just the power of his name. Folk, get used to using the name of Jesus. Stop dancing around the name of Jesus. Oh, God sent his only begotten son. Why would he take time to sin? A part of him down here. And we bypass
1: him.
0: He sent his son. Though that you might have life. And in that life, he said, be careful that pride don't sneak up on you and take control of your life. When we look at the definition of pride, it says anything, listen to this, people. Because you need to take notes here about looking at your life every day. Anything that leads you, listen, leads you, anything that leads you to an arrogancy, being haughty, being selfish, anything well, you think you all that. You might not even have a pen in your pocket. But you walk around thinking you're all that. And you know that makes the gospel not effective. Because folks looking at you in your haughtiness, your nastiness, your piety, you thinking that I'm all that. And they're saying, I can't get next to you. I can't hear nothing coming out your mouth because you think you're all that. So you make the gospel less effective because of your attitude because of your, who you are. It's nothing wrong with having nice things. One thing I'll never tell you is that you should go out here and say, oh, give me the worst of whatever because that's not the God I serve. My high priest, which is Jesus, yeah. he said, I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I'm to be above and not beneath. I'm to recognize and know that I'm redeemed. I'm to recognize and know that I'm justified. I'm to recognize and know that through Christ, I can do all things, yeah. not through myself. See, when we get caught up in self, that's pride of life. Today, I want to really prick somebody's heart with the word of God, not with my word, but with the word of God, that you must be careful that you love not the world and the things in the world more than God. You can't love your children more than God. You can't love your husband or wife more than God. And I'm gonna give you one that should stick everybody good. You can't love yourself more than you love God. Well, There's a lot of folk that they in self, and that's pride of life. You see, the Bible says that in the Book of Proverbs it says 16:19. It said, "Pride goeth destruction, and a holy spirit as well." There's something about the word pride that a lot of folk have. And to have pride, you don't have to have one dime in your pocket. It's an attitude. You believe that you're better than somebody else. You believe that you can't even be a servant for God because you believe that you're the head and the head of God. And you don't recognize that without God, you wouldn't have your church. Without God, you wouldn't have your cars. Without God, you wouldn't have your pocketbooks. Without God, you wouldn't breathe. I, I took the time to think about, I constantly preach about the tree and the fruit that's on the tree. Well, when you look it up, I tell you that things that you go through in life is for other folk. You'll never see the tree eating its own fruit. It's for pacifiers to come by, take an apple, Keep walking, eat it. Take a piece of fruit, eat it. Well, I want you to think about a tree today an actual tree outside. It's so important to have trees that some of you have no idea what it does for your life. When you look up a tree, what it does is it takes carbon monoxide inside, carbon dioxide, and it produces oxygen for us to live. It gives us shelter. It gives us energy. It helps us with water. It's so many things that a tree does that if you took time and to just look up the benefits of an actual tree, I compare that to our life. What benefits are folk getting from your life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Examine yourself today. If you are the tree and what you go through is supposed to be for other people, you got to watch all this whining and crying that you do around some people because you're actually causing them to just give up hope. Because they look at you and say, man, I thought you were this, but it seems like all you do is whining. You whine and cry more than me, you go to church. Yeah. You complain more than me, and yet you tell me that you do believe in God. You see, you don't really have to know the, the entire word of God in the Bible, but the one thing you need to know that God got your back no matter what you go going through. God got you, and, and somebody can come up and say, well, give me the scripture that shows that God got you. Here's how powerful it is being inside of you and believing what you believe on the others. God got me, and I can't find the scripture, but I know it. got. Mm-hmm. You ever been talking to somebody, they can't back up what they say, but they believe that you can't change them? Why don't we have more people like that in church that claim to know God? You might not know where the exact scripture is, but you truly believe in your heart. God's going to deliver me. I don't care what the devil show me. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you tell me. "Oh, don't look at you. You don't even go to church. And, and, and you drive this and you run around with this or that. And I go to church and seem like I'm always going through something. Well, baby, guess what? Maybe I won't get it here on earth, but I got something you'll never get. Which is eternal life. And there is going to To Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. And I have a daddy, I have a daddy that owns everything. I have an inheritance because I accepted Christ in my life. I have an inheritance that, guess what, baby? It might not be you having millions here, but I'm going to have something there that your millions will never, ever equate to. The Bible says in Proverbs also that riches actually fade away. How many of you here have a head some money and thought you just had it going on? Only to see, man, really, where did I spend all my money? I know I just had $100 on Monday. Tuesday, I'm broke. No, I'm going to go back. Monday evening, I'm broke. I know I just had $10,000 in my bank account. But by Friday, I'm down to 1000 Richest, man. Riches, and the Bible says, and I'm gonna give you that scripture. Man, I don't to get there day. I'm gonna let the Lord have His way. But yeah, yeah. the Bible talks about: Do not work to just be rich. Yes, it does. Do not put all your efforts in just being rich, because what happens is you will get that pride of life where it consumes every part of you. You can't think about God. You can't pray to God. You can't love on God. Because guess what? You're thinking about the stuff. The stuff. The stuff in our lives. There's three things that Satan came to in the book of Genesis with Eve. And he came later on with Jesus in the wilderness. And the three things that you're going to deal with in your life. One thing about Satan, he doesn't change his methods because he says, I'm, I've been successful since the beginning of time. Why would I change them? Some of you are looking for him to come in other ways, and I'm giving you the three ways he's going to come into your life the lust of the flesh, which will be by sexual gratification, gluttony, things like that, lust of the eyes. He'll you know, make you believe that whatever you see, You can possess it and own it. You see, this is what he did. I'm giving you the three things he came to Eve with. When he came into the garden, he told Eve, he said, look here, baby. he said, God don't want you to partake from that tree because it's good. And it's pleasing. And it's good for your appetite. And see, one thing some of y'all got to recognize is is your appetite is what has gotten you into trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Your desire. Desires when you're hot after something. Desires when you have a strong want for something. And when you have a strong want for something, the Bible tells me that it says in the, in the book of Proverbs also it says, don't even sit at the table of a ruler if he offers you food and you really want it. It said don't even sit at that same table because what happens when you sit at that table, it's your desire that he's going to trick you and have you do whatever because he knows that's what you want. You got to be careful today of your desires. The, the, the true terminal, and I'll get there too, is inside of us. We blame too much on the devil. And you walk around with it every day. The word is called flesh. As long as you're in this flesh, you're going to fight something every day. And some of you, you're sitting here, you've tried to figure out why oh, does it seem like man? I, don't, I know other people don't go through this, but simple, I just constantly struggle with, with myself. I constantly struggle with this, this. I constantly struggle with this, that, this, this. It's supposed to be like that. But what it is, you've got to figure out what the solution is. And as long as you don't know the solution, the devil will constantly throw stuff at you and you will fail the test only because you don't know what the formula is. And the formula will always be the word of God. When he came to Jesus in the wilderness, It says, Jesus was smart enough, unlike Eve, and he said, it is written, the word of God. It says, man shall not live by bread alone. Each time he gave the devil scripture, he gave him a word, and not what he thought. You see, Eve talked to Satan with what she thought, and this is why she failed the test. It was about saying, oh, you're saying that my appetite will be met? It was just pleasing to buy. And something that really hit me just the other day is when he said that if you truly need it, it's gonna make you wise that you'll know what good and evil is. You have a knowledge. He wanted to be like God. Some of us sitting here, we want so much wisdom and knowledge until. If we don't stay in our station, if we don't stay where God put us, we're subject to have to fight and deal with pride of life. Pride of life. Anything that leads, listen, anything that leads. And guess what will lead if you're not careful? Your desires. It is what you desire where you will be drawn away according to the word of God. You can't be drawn away if you don't desire Him. You can't be drawn away if you don't desire it. You can't be drawn away if you don't desire her. You can't be drawn away. Unless there's something fresh on the inside that's dragging and pulling you in that direction. How many of you have had something on your heart, in your mind, and it seems like you go to bed, and you go to bed with it, you wake up with it, and you go to work and you have it, and, and no matter what you do, it's just there. At some point, if you don't use the word of God, you'll give in to it. I don't care who you are here, who who you are today, we all will fight the same thing. There's nobody sitting here that will not fight the same thing. Pastor Mike, I fight the same thing every day. I fight those desires that my flesh won't, that I know I shouldn't have. I fight them every day. Sometimes I pass the test and sometimes I fail the test. Anybody out here that would tell you, oh, I never failed the test, they're alive. See, we we try to take and we put sin in categories. Well, if I'm gossiping, that ain't the same. That's a lie. Gossip is just as bad. Why would Paul say, "Lay aside those weights and sins"? There are things that might not be an actual sin, but it's something that will hold you down, something that will do a number on your testimony, something that will cause people to look at you and say, "Are you really saved? Are you really a Christian?" Oh, i got some stuff for you today. I haven't even gotten into it yet. I'm going to be conscious of time. Because as I said, I've been preaching on the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, now we're on of life. And I truly believe God don't want me running through this because a lot of us deal with this. And you don't need a quick message today or any day. You need a life-changing word that when you walk outside this door, you got something to hold on to when you say, baby, I'm going to hold on to this nugget because I know what I'm dealing with. You see, the enemy comes in and he looks for your weak spot. He yeah. looks for your insecurity. Yeah. He looks for your discontentment. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. in here, something in your life, and at some point in time, you're discontented with. You're discontent with this. Or there's a weakness or an insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us, as I said, that we have voids and emptiness in our life we try to fill them with stuff. And we try to figure out why we never get that wound to heal, to close up, to go away. It's because we didn't do it the right way. We didn't allow God to heal us. We didn't allow God's word. And it's truly his word. If you're thinking you're going to sit at home and you're going to be okay with just, well, I pray all day. Well, you, you keep on praying. But if you don't take the Word of God and apply it to your life, because my Word tells me that if I'm dealing with finances, He said you going to supply me. All my needs, so I'm going to believe you, God. You said you're going to supply me. I don't care what I see right here, but I'm going to faith. I'm going to believe it, and I don't care what I see. It's faith. I'm going to believe it because you said it. 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 I'm going to check my mailbox because you said it. Not because somebody called and said to put something in, but because you said it cash out. Because you said it. <laughs> because you said it, Father. We spend more time believing what our eyes see instead of believing the word of God. Your eyes will always trick you. Your eyes will always tell you that guess what, when you look in the mirror, I'm a failure. When you look in the mirror, I can't do this. When you look in the mirror, when you look in the mirror, you notice, I didn't say your friends, I'm talking about you today. We are our worst enemies. Because there's something that's inside of us that will tell you that I can't do that. But the Bible says, here we go. i got to use the scripture in the corner. It says, I can do all things. Listen to how you can do that. Through Christ, which strengthens me. Not through yourself. Not through your boy, your girl. Not through your money. Not through your time. Not because you practice all the time. But I can do all things through. i got to go through the name of Jesus. I got to go through his name because he's worthy, because he has all the authority, because he has all the power. I got to go through his name, not through the stuff. You ever had in your home and stuff is just everywhere in a room? You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to let nobody know that sometimes we live sloppy. But you ever had a room that. It's just stuff sitting around. And you walk in sometime, and you will actually walk back out because you don't want to go through the, <laughs> the stuff. <laughs> I've been that way. You just keep paddling, Just keep piling. Just keep piling. Just keep piling. Just keep piling. Stuff! And that's the one thing I do love about my eldest son, Michael. He'll get rid of all my stuff when I ain't around. (laughs) And it gets me hot sometimes. (laughs) But the one thing I can count on, if I just close my eyes and let him have a time with it, he's going to throw it all away. (laughs) And he obviously don't feel no fear because he really just tosses. And the amazing thing of it is I don't miss it. Mm -hmm. It's truly the fight inside of here, people we got to get the stuff out of our life. It's the stuff that's running us. and It is running us not to God, but it's hardening our hearts so that we can't get to God. It's the stuff. You think about the men, the women, the, the, the stuff that's contrary to the word of God. Listen to the definition of being contrary. That it opposes opposition. The Bible says that the flesh and the spirit opposes one another. So your body that God designed, and we carry this thing around, no matter which weight it is, 20 pounds, 70 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds. We carry this flesh around, and all flesh yields is human nature corrupted by sin. But we carry this around, and there's something on the inside. When you accept the Lord in your life, there's a spirit that will constantly war within you. When I would be right, the Bible says, and I gotta go and take you to that scripture. Because I want somebody to read this in the book of Galatians. Somebody turn to Galatians chapter five. I want you to, I want somebody to hear this, and this ain't an excuse for you to just do wrong because I'm gonna give you the formula. The reason why you will be successful or not is whether or not you use the formula. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Woo! This is the best day of my life. Galatians chapter 5. Glory be to God. I thank you, Lord. i try to get through all of this, but I'm telling you what, God is so good. It's at the beginning of time. Why are you pulling up Galatians chapter 5? If you ever take time, and I want you to write the scripture down, Isaiah. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. Isaiah chapter 14, 12 through 15. You will see where Lucifer, Satan, was cast out of heaven. And here's the reason why he was cast out of heaven. He was cast out because of the pride of life. In Isaiah 14, 12 through 15, you'll read where he says he wanted to ascend to heaven. And he wanted to set his throne above the stars of God. You'll see in that passage that he thought he was bitter and mightier and better than God you have to be careful that you don't exhibit those qualities maybe it won't come out your mouth like that because some of scared to say that and some folks are not but if your attitude, if your life shows that you feel like you're bigger and better than God that's pride of life but this is how wicked he was he and a third of his angels got thrown completely out So the book of Galatians chapter 5 reads, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, listen to me, these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I want you to go back to 17. It says that the flesh and the spirit are contrary to each other. They constantly oppose one another. They constantly oppose one another. They constantly oppose one another. another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Listen to that scripture.
1: So you don't
0: do what you wish to do. There's a turmoil on the inside of your body that's constantly warring against each other. you talk about spiritual warfare. It starts right in here. We kind of think sometimes, oh, it's up here. It's where we can't see it. Spiritual warfare, you're walking around with it. The two are constantly fighting each other. So you don't do what you wish. Think about anything you wish today. I wish that he'd act right. I wish that I would do right. I wish this, I wish that. Uh, we all have a wish list. Especially my grandparents they have a wish list for Christmas. And some of us adults have a wish list. And we never get what's on the list. So that you can't even do what you wish. It's a battle going on on the inside. It's turmoil on the inside of our body. That it's fighting, but guess what the formula is? Right here in black and white. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you walk in the Spirit, and all that means is is if you align your desires with God, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's when you don't align your desires with God. You find out what God's desire is for your family. You find out what God's desire is for your job. You find out what God's desire is for you as a church member. You find out what God's desire is for you as a child. Find out what God's desire is as a mother, as a husband, as a wife. The problem with what we're dealing with in America, we're doing it on our own. And then we're going backwards. We, we then come to church. We're going through the world backwards. We then come to church and we're saying, God, can you work this out for me? I know that I I, I started out dating this guy and I started having sex with him. And I thought he had sex with him. When I recognized he was crazy, as all I was. God, I started out <laughs> with this guy, and I got pregnant. And I don't know what I'm gonna do because he crazy. God, I started out with this. Girl, and I got her pregnant, and I decided to marry her because the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. But she's crazy. I can't even think about you, God, because I go home to nothing but hell. I can't think about you, God, because it's nothing but turmoil inside of my body and outside. Terrible is doing a number on our minds and our hearts. The stuff is hardening our hearts. Whereby we can't hear God, and we can't seek God, and we can't get up on Sunday morning and come to church because of the stuff. And we can't figure out what's going on. It's because we're going backwards through the world. We're going backwards, and we're trying to figure out why it's not working. You're driving your car down the road in reverse and you can't figure out why you can't get over 25 miles back. Why you can't turn corners like you should? Because you're driving backwards. That's what we're doing. We get in relationships. We take jobs. We don't even seek God. We just say, oh, it looks good. Here we go, Eve. It's pleasing to the eye. Proud of life. I want my life to be like this, God. And we if we don't take time to say, I want my life to be like the Word of God. I want my life to be like what I saw on social media. I want my life to be like what I just saw on Facebook. I want my life. To, they just look like they really get it. all man, They're just throwing money everywhere, riding around in Lamborghinis, wearing clothes that pocketbooks that cost ten thousand dollars, shoes that cost ten thousand dollars. Stuff! Is hardening our hearts so that we can't hear the word of God. Stuff is hardening our hearts. Listen to me, people. So that we can't please God. So that we can't get a breakthrough in our life. It's the stuff in the room that we don't want to cross over. It's the stuff in the room that we're saying, I'd just rather cut the light off and shut the door than deal with the stuff. We all have stuff in our life. What you going to do with it? We all have stuff in our life. But you better start aligning your life with the word of God. If you don't know how to align your life, that's how you have a pastor. Say, Pastor, can you give me some direction? Pastor, can you give me the formula? And... Pastor, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with a man or a woman. I'm dealing with a job. I'm dealing with a car. I'm dealing with, I'm dealing, I'm dealing. Whatever you're dealing with, can you help me with a formula? Because I know you don't preach this every week just to preach it. But there is a formula. And it's easy, but of course we've got we to work at it. It says, walk in the spirit. Align your desires with God's desires. Sometimes people just don't explain it and make it easy enough for both. Align your desires with God. If your desires are going this way, but God's going this way, guess what? You go always pay heads. You got to align it where they both align, align, align. A L I G N. Align. Align your desires. Align your desires. It is a better way than the the way some of you have been living. There is a much better way. And it's not the way that you've been trying. And and a lot of times, we go down these pathways only to realize that ain't the right way. Pride. Love. Pride. There are things in life that you will bow with. Things in life that will sit on your doorstep and cause you to even question whether you should be alive. Mm-hmm. Pride of life will be one of them. Pride of life actually breeds lust of flesh and lust of eyes. It's because of the pride of life that Eve decided, I think I'm to take a part of that. It's the pride of life that Eve decided, I think I want to know about good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil. It's the pride of life that Jesus did in the wilderness, and all of us here will be in the wilderness at some point in your life. There will be a time in your life that it will be dark. There will be a time in your life that it will be dangerous. There will be a time in your life, baby, and it will be right in your mind. It won't be per se in your physical house, but it will be in your mind, in your heart. The battlefield is the mind. This is what you have to deal with every day. Whether you're in bed by yourself, whether you're in bed with somebody else, whether you're on a job. You can leave here today and go catch a plane to California. Guess what you're going to take with you? Your mind. Wherever you go, you can go from here to Russia. And you're going to take your mind with you. When you want to, you say, I just want to get away. Anybody here ever said that? I want to get away from all this and the people in my life that seem like nobody appreciates me and I just want to run, I just want to run, I just want to get away. Where are you going to run to? You can't run nowhere because you are going there. So you're going to take whatever it is that happened in your life right with you. You're set up in California, you're set up in Germany, and guess what? Your mind will take you right back to those areas. If you want true deliverance today, It's truly the word of God. It's truly the word of God. It's truly the word of God. Some of you have tried so many different things. You've tried other people. You've tried so many different things. Only to come back to square one. I can't do it by myself. And typically why we come to church is because we recognize that we truly need a supernatural intervention. Because what we've been trying to gain for he ain't acting right, she ain't acting right, the kids ain't acting right, even the dog that got caught up with this week. Came home another day, the dog was sitting on the couch looking at me smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Your house can be in such turmoil. All because you're not following the Word of God. Align your life with His Word, with what He says, and watch your life. If I can change your mind, I can change your life. If I can change the way you think, you won't allow certain people to come sit in your life and do some of the dumb stuff they've been doing, because you'll recognize that you're more than them. You'll recognize that you're not beneath them. You'll recognize that every time that they try to say some dumb comment to you, to try to with your mind and, and and who you how you feel about yourself, you'll learn that hmm, I gotta get away from you because guess what? You think I'm a garbage can and I will not receive that garbage that you're trying to put into my life. I will not receive a lot of times. What happens is we keep receiving the garbage expecting something else to change. And, and I know what the definitions of insanity says. It says doing the same thing but expecting a different result.
1: If you do the same thing, you're going
0: to get the same thing. If you give him and I have to keep putting it on him because it's hurt too. If you give him or her the same thing, they're going to keep doing the same thing to you. If you don't change your environment, if you don't change your expectations, if you don't tell whoever it is in your life, I will not accept this. That's the truth. You draw that line. Mm-hmm. If you cross over that line, there's consequences. Amen. I ain't your I ain't your daddy, but I am in control of my life. Amen. Stop sitting back acting like it's okay for people to just Keep messing you over. You're doing an invaluable service to God's house. This is where God is supposed to reside. This is where God is supposed to be. This is where God is supposed to live. And if God lives in this house, just imagine sometime your natural house if God actually lives in that house. How would you act? If Jesus was in your house, how would some of you act today? Yeah, just like that. Uh oh. <laughs> These babies have to be free sometimes. A lot of us walk in and go, uh oh. <laughs> you walk in, Jesus is sitting on the couch.
1: <laughs>
0: uh oh. <laughs> you wake up, Jesus in the bathroom waiting for you. Come on in. Uh oh. It's late, you can come in about 2 or 3 in the morning, all tanked up, head all busted. Come on in. Uh oh. <laughs> See, these are the things that you're going to deal with. And I'm probably not going to get there today. Just I'm going to give you the rest next Sunday because I got, believe it or not, three pages of stuff up here now. I've only get about a fourth of my notes. And I'm going to talk to you all about a man named you We're going to talk about pride of life again next Sunday. As I said, I don't want to rush through this. I don't want you to, because sometimes I can spit so much information out because I'm telling you, I love to study. I love to just stay before the Lord and just get information, information, information. And i like to give it to you. It ain't for myself. I want to get it so I can bless you all, so that I can empower your lives. As you all recall, I said in the beginning, I want to develop and empower people of God so that you can go into the community, you can go into your house and change somebody's life by the word of God. It's about Pastor Mike. But it's the word of God that somebody can believe that I can be more than what I thought I was yesterday. This is the best day of my life. I can have a, a wonderful husband that don't cheat on me. I can have a wonderful wife that don't cheat on me. Oh, glory be to God, I got some stuff on that one boy. See, old school used to teach it, and it's truly in the word of God. That a woman, if you marry, she's not even supposed to withhold from her husband. Sexual duties. Amen. I respect that one. It is. We wonder why we have certain issues in our relationship. Here we go again, and I'm going to bring it on home. We don't align ourselves with the word of God. We go through the world backwards. Some of you all, you get here only to go backwards, and you're like, man, I was better off when I was 20, because you're going through the world backwards. You have to stop the madness. You have to stop, and it's not too late. If you're sitting here today, I don't care if you're 25, I don't care if you're 45, I don't care if you're 65, I don't care if you're 75, I don't care if you're 85. It's not too late. That's why people go back to college all the time. Little grandmas walking across the stage. And you'll be like, why'd you do that? I mean it's 80 years old, 75 years old. It ain't too late. It's never too late until the breath in this body cease. When the breath is gone, then it's too late. Can't nobody pray you in the heaven. Can't nobody come up on top of you and say, We're gonna do how many hell where it? We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, They try to really get no, 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 baby. It's now I provoke you now. I provoke you now to change your life. I provoke you to align your life with the word of God. If you align your life with the word of God, trust me, your children will respect you even more. People around you will respect you even more. The reason why we lose respect a lot of times is because our life is not aligned with the word of God. And people out there, because yes, check this, Satan was right there. He was one of the mightiest angels in heaven before he got thrown out. He knows the word better than you. So it's folk walking around, you know the word, and they're saying, You say you're saying, but you living a like good. Jesus is sitting there in the car, come on in. I want some of y'all to really see that from now on. When you're doing certain things, just kind of see Jesus. And I hope it didn't mess up some of the stuff y'all got playing. <laughs> because if you still do your stuff and you think Jesus is sitting there, you pass. Just come on in. You just go uh oh. Uh-oh, just like another thing. Uh-oh. Man, come on. just Come on in. That's what we need. I'm telling you, we need somebody to check us. Somebody to just be sitting there watching us at all times. Think about it. We know God exists. We know Jesus exists. But it's something about it, man, how we can compartmentalize and be like, he ain't here right there. I'm doing me. It's turmoil. And I just read it in Galatians. And I have about five, six more scriptures that we'll get to next week. But it's Flesh and the spirit inside, constantly fighting, constantly warring against each other. It's within you. Your desire, when you're thrown away, is what's inside you. You're not thrown away because of somebody else coming along, and, and sometimes we'll put it on other people. Well, I can't believe the reason why Chris got in the trouble. is because some guys hanging out with No, Chris got in trouble because of him. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming other people's children for your children's faults. Stop blaming other men or women for your husband or wife's faults. We all have a choice. We all have a choice. That's how beautiful God is. He said, you have a choice whether or not you're going to follow me. You have a choice whether or not you're going to get up and put your clothes on. You have a choice. It's your choice. When you do dumb stuff, start taking accountability and say, yep, I did it. That don't mean that you're hardy. That means that, you know what? In order, you're not going to be a deception. The worst thing you can ever do is deceive yourself. Can't nobody do nothing for you if you lying to yourself be real with yourself except I messed up Guess why I messed up because I'm human because I walked in the flesh for a minute and I should have been in the spirit but I wasn't but guess what I'm getting right now I'm not gonna walk away walk out of here and be like oh I'm just a failure I'm gonna always be a failure the devil is a lie you don't have to be a failure you don't have to stay a failure you don't have to stay daily not going to get out of bed. But you can wake up and believe that this is the best day of my life. 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 life. And guess what when you say it, the flesh is saying how's it the best day of you going through this? The spirit is saying this is the best day of my life. The flesh is looking at you saying well you walked outside and you got a flat tire. This is the best day of my life. You come home and your wife's talking crazy. This is the best day of my life if she don't think that you
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> Instead of you arguing and fussing with her. This is the best day of my life. And sometimes you got all those this is the best day of my life. <laughs> you got to believe in people. If you don't believe in it, you can say it out your mouth, but you got to believe it you got to know that God got you no matter what it looks like. Because what it looks like is lying to you. It's deceiving you. But God, this is the best day of my life. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope and pray that the word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus' name, amen.